0: Greetings in the name of Yahweh, the God of heaven and earth. My name is Zakan Ambed. You may have read about me in Genesis 24. I was the oldest servant in charge of all of Abraham's household, managing the day-to-day running of things. Abraham purchased me as a small lad during his travel from Haran to Canaan. So for most of my life, I have lived under the covering of Of Abraham the Hebrew and also the spiritual leader of the family. I'm aware that you're going through a series called Nine Lives and I'm humbled that David has asked me to come and share some thoughts about my story and how in getting a wife for Isaac my life was changed forever. I'm also aware that you do a personal reflection time at the end so hopefully I'll leave you with some small reflections that based on what you hear today. Before I share some of my story, please allow me to pray. Yahweh, God of Abraham, my master, God of heaven and earth, thank you that through your favour you have brought me to this time, this place, and with these, your people. Thank you for your covenant relationship that we can have in Jesus Just as you have been faithful over generations past, would you faithfully use this time for your sacred work in each person's heart. Amen. It shouldn't come as a surprise that when you're getting into the sunset years of your life, you start looking back over those years. But you also look to the future and what is in store for those that you love. It was certainly true for Abraham. Over the years in Abraham's service, I've seen him do some amazing things because of his faith in Yahweh. At the age of 75, he left his family in Haran, just north of the Turkey-Syrian border, and travelled some 700 kilometres or 430 miles south to Hebron to the surrounding region in Canaan. It was during Abraham's trip south that he purchased me, and over the next 60 years, I witnessed Abraham's love for his nephew, Lot, his willingness to rally his men to a victorious fight against four kings and rescue Lot and his family, and Abraham's generosity and hospitality. Abraham had also shown a preparedness to follow Yahweh, even when it hurt. A great case in point is when there was a mass circumcision of all the men in Abraham's household. Over 300 of us were circumcised in one day. Abraham was 99 years old and Ishmael was 13. Makes my eyes water every time I think about it. Did I tell you about his wife, Sarah? She was beautiful. At 89 years of age, she was being hit on by King Abimelech. And that was long before Botox, whatever that was, was invented. But I digress. A year later, Isaac, the fulfillment of Abraham and Sarah's hopes and dreams, was born. Several years later, Abraham heads off with his uh, wife uh, and Isaac, oh, sorry, Abraham headed off with his uh, son Isaac with a couple of the men to offer a sacrifice. About a week later, we heard back, That Abraham was prepared to sacrifice his hopes and dreams in Isaac out of obedience with Yahweh. That is faith. At 123 years of age, Sarah died. Abraham was 133 and Isaac was 33. For several years, we, um, Abraham's household, mourned the loss of Sarah. But Abraham, as Abraham mourned, he also looked to the future, especially Isaac's future. You see, it was in Isaac, that, in Abraham's seed, that hopes and dreams of a future nation would be fulfilled. So with Abraham very blessed by Yahweh, and in the sunset years of his life, it was time for Abraham to find a wife for his son. So this day, Abraham calls me over to him. And he says, take an oath by putting your hand under my thigh. Now, I knew that this was not going to be some small ask or oath that I'd be taking. Putting your hand up Abraham's robe was well beyond before there was bonds undies were around. Abraham was asking me to take an oath While holding his genitals. Now, believe it or not, this is not something that we would do every day. It was not some casual form of greeting. I would have been happy to do the whole handshake thing, but for Abraham, this was a once in a lifetime sort of an oath that he was calling me to take. Abraham said to me, Swear by Yahweh, the God of heaven and earth, that you will not allow my son to marry any one of these local Canaanite women. Instead, go to my homeland, my relatives, and find a wife for Isaac. Now, before I was popping my hand anywhere like that, I wanted to know more about what I was agreeing to. So I asked, so, so what if I can't find a woman who is willing to travel that far from home? Should I take Isaac there to live among his relatives um, in the land that you came from? Abraham was adamant no be careful never to take my son there after all Yahweh the God of heaven and earth took me away from that place that land of my past and placed us in this land the land of our future so to go back with Isaac would be undoing all that God has done for us Abraham said to me God will send his angel ahead of you and he will see that you will find a wife for my son. If she's unwilling to come back um, with you, then, then fee- feel free to take, um, you're free from this oath of mine. But under no circumstances are you to take my son there. So I took an oath by gently cupping Abraham's genitals and swearing to follow his instructions. After washing my hands... I loaded up 10 camels with all kinds of expensive gifts from Abraham. And over the next month, I, uh, along with the 10 camels and the camel drivers, travelled north to the region of Haran in Mesopotamia, where Abraham's um, relatives in, in uh, Nahor lived. We arrived just on evening and near a well, and the local women who would come were drawing water from that well. It was located just outside of town. So I, I knew that this would be a good place to rest up and find lodging for that night. Abraham was 700 kilometres away. And now it was up to me to put faith, uh, Abraham's faith in Yahweh God to work in my life. After all, Abraham had taught us that Yahweh was not some idol. He was not bound by geography. He was the God of heaven and earth. So while my team was getting the camels settled, I prayed in my heart, O Yahweh, God of my master Abraham, please give me success today and show unfailing love to my master Abraham. See, I'm standing here beside this spring and the young women of the town are coming out to draw water. This is my request. I'll ask one of them, please give me a drink from your drug. And if she says, yes, have a drink, and I'll water your camels too, let her be the one that you have selected as Isaac's wife. This is how I will know that you have shown unfailing love to my master. Before I knew it, I saw this young woman of around 12 to 14 years of age coming out with a jug of water on her shoulder. She was very beautiful and of marriageable age. She went down to the spring and filled her jug and came up again. Taking a deep breath, I ran over to her and asked for a sip of water from her jug. She obliged without hesitation. Yes, sir, and have as much as you want. She quickly lowered her jug. No sooner had I drunk that she also offered to draw some water for my camels too. Now you may not know this, but 10 thirsty camels can each drink 200 litres of water in a matter of minutes without getting brain freeze. So you should have seen this young girl run, running back and forth and back and forth again and again, filling the trough, trying to keep up with the camels, thirsty for more. I watched her wondering, well, she did what I'd asked God for her to do. But I wonder, is she from Abraham's family? And would she be willing to leave her family home, probably never to see them again, to marry someone that she has never met? Yahweh, is she really the one? After some time, when the camels had gotten their fill of water, this girl had caught breath, and then I took out a five-gram gold ring for a nose and two 100-gram bracelets for her wrists probably worth around $1,000 or so. I just had to know. Whose daughter are you? Please tell me. Would your father have any room to put us up for the night? I knew I was pushing it by asking this girl about lodging, but the excitement, I just, I just blurted it out. She told me, I am Rebecca, the daughter of Bethuel. My grandparents are Nahor and Milka. Yes, we have plenty of straw." and feed for your camels, and we have room for guests. Not only was she beautiful, hard-working, and generous, but Rebecca was the grand-niece of Abraham, Isaac's first cousin once removed. Her grandfather was Abraham's brother. I mean, seriously, of all the women that could have come out, she could have been old, lazy, Looked like she was dragged backwards through a hedge. But instead, Yahweh brought out this beautiful, single, hospitable, hard-working girl who just so happened to be one of Abraham's relatives. Bowing down to the ground, I declared, Praise Yahweh, the God of my master Abraham. Yahweh has shown unfailing love and faithfulness to my master by, because he has led me straight to my master's relatives. Hearing my prayer, and that I worked for Abraham, Rebecca was off again. She took off running all the way home to tell her family everything that had happened. A few minutes later, Rebecca's brother Laban ran out to meet me as well. No doubt he was impressed with the bit of bling that I'd given Rebecca, but, I'd also, that I, but also that I'd worked for Abraham. Keen to have a stay the night with his family, he'd already started getting rooms prepared and provisions ready. We got ourselves settled in, um, the camels fed, the bedding ready uh, for the night, and then the camel drivers uh, came with me and we got washed up, ready for dinner. Laban's family had shown such generosity, such generous hospitality but there was no way that I could, I could sit down and eat before I'd shared with them about what had brought me to their home on that night. So with the smell of freshly cooked food filling the air, the flickering silhouette of the shadows of faces on the walls, I asked my host to indulge me for just a little while so I could tell them while I was there, why I was there. I am Abraham's servant. And Yahweh God has greatly blessed my master. He's become a wealthy man. And Yahweh has given him flocks of sheep and goats, herds of cattle, a fortune in silver and gold, and many male and female servants and camels and donkeys. While Sarah and my, ma- my master's wife was very old, she gave birth to my master's son. And my master has given him everything that he owns." and my master made me take an oath. Now, remember, we were sitting down to eat, so I wasn't going to go into the detail about where I'd placed my hands because we were about to eat with our fingers, and I didn't want that to scar them. So anyway, where was I? That's right. So I said, Abraham said to me, do not allow my son to marry one of these local Canaanite women. Go instead to my father's house, to my relatives, and to the find a wife for my son there. But I said to my master, what if I can't find a woman who's willing to go back with me? And he said, Yahweh, in whose presence I live, will send his angel ahead of you and will make your mission successful. Yes, you must find a wife for my son amongst my relatives, from my father's family. Then you will have fulfilled your obligation. But if my relatives, uh, and they do not, and they refuse to let her go with you, then you will be free from my oath. You see, to not take Isaac was to also make sure that Isaac would not be offended on such a delicate mission. So today, I came to this spring and I prayed to Yahweh God, the God of my master, Abraham. Please give me success in this mission. See, I'm standing here beside this spring. This is my request. When a young woman comes to draw water, I'll say to her, please give me a little drink of water from your jug. And if she says, yes, and have a drink, and I'll draw water from your camels for your camels too, let her be the one that you have selected to be the wife for my master's son. And before I'd finished praying in my heart, I saw Rebecca coming out with her water jug on her shoulders. She went down to the spring, she drew water. So I said to her, please give me a drink. She quickly lowered her jug. From her shoulders and said, yes, have a drink and I'll water your camels too. In the soft light, as I told my story, I could see the look of pride over mum's face. She'd brought her daughter up well. So I drank and then Rebecca watered the camels. Then I asked, whose daughter are you? And she replied, I'm the daughter of Bethuel and my grandparents are Nahor and Milka. So I put a ring in her nose and a bracelet on her wrist then I bowed down and worshipped Yahweh I praised Yahweh the God of my master Abraham because he had led me straight to my master's niece to be his son's wife and then taking a deep breath I just had to put it out there to the family so tell me will you or won't you show unfailing love and faithfulness to my master please tell me yes or no And then I will know what to do next. Laban and Bethuel replied, Yahweh has obviously brought you here. So there's nothing we can say. Here is Rebecca. Take her and go. Yes, let her be the wife of your master, master's son, as Yahweh has directed. What a great reason to worship Yahweh. He'd given me success in every way. And Rebecca would soon be Isaac's wife to fulfill the hopes and dreams of Abraham and the promise of God. With a nod, the camel drivers with me were quickly returning with their satchels of, got, of clothes and silver and gold jewelry, more than enough for any bride price that might have been negotiated. Laban and Rebecca's mum were not forgotten in the gifts too. Abraham made sure that there was enough goodwill to go round. The food, the wine, the conversation flowed late into the night. And I went to sleep so blessed by the success that Yahweh, the God of Abraham, had given. The success that my God had given me. For almost five weeks, I, along with my men, Rebecca and Rebecca's childhood nurse, Deborah, travelled back on the faithful camels to where Isaac was now living, in beer la There, Isaac took Rebecca to be his wife, and he loved her to the end of his days. Now, for many of you who hear this, it can be a great encouragement about the fulfilment of hopes and promises And this is so very true. But as I reflect on those few months, it was a faith-changing event in my life. You see, in all the years leading up to it, I'd lived under the covering of Abraham's relationship with Yahweh in the shadow of Abraham's faith. But it was in taking that oath and making the journey to find Rebekah, which changed me. And it changed my relationship with Yahweh, the God of heaven and earth. You see, it was never, go- never going to be enough to live vicariously through Abraham's faith. He'd shown me what faith in Yahweh was- looked like. He'd embodied it, he'd modelled it, and he was prepared to trust God in risking all for it. But someone else's faith is not enough when you're standing by a well making a decision that can affect the future. Faith has to go deeper. It had to become my faith coming from my relationship with Yahweh God that would give birth and strengthen my conviction that Yahweh would indeed speak to me and would work through me And give me success. Perhaps today you've been living in the shadow of someone else's faith. Perhaps today it's time to step out of those shadows and place your faith in Yahweh God and allow him to speak to you, to lead you and to be at work through you. Please allow me to pray again. Yahweh God, God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, God of ages past, God of heaven and earth, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for those who have been influential in our faith. But help us not to live vicariously through other people's stories, other people's narrative, other people's lives. May they and their faith in you inspire us, but may we live. May we live in a personal relationship with you that reflects a deep and rich faith in you. May it be our faith. May it transform our lives as we step out in obedience to you. Amen. Now I think you've been given some cards and there's a picture that's on the screen behind us that we'll take some time to respond to and talk to Yahweh, God of heaven and earth, about what's stirring in your heart. Consider who has been influential in shaping your faith. Do you still live in the shadow of their faith? Or have you moved to a personal faith in Jesus? And as you look to the year ahead, where might God be calling you to step out in faith? As some music's played, I encourage you to take some time to respond to Yahweh God of heaven and earth. God bless you.